0: This podcast has been enhanced, which means it has segment chapters, pictures related to the content being discussed, and links to referenced articles, our blog, and in some cases, GPS coordinates to the locations referenced. Enjoy. Day after tomorrow, gentlemen, we'll be in Las Vegas. Welcome to Vegas. The Vegas functions on a -a 24-hour-a-day schedule. The pool's the casino. Big volcano out in front. That's the Eiffel Tower. Barrage. Riviera. The Mirage. Flamingo. Sahara. MGM Grand. This isn't the real Caesars Palace, is it? I want to gamble. They always put the machines that pay off the most right in the front. Good luck. The Strip is just the most amazing stretch of the road, I think, probably anywhere in the world. Kicking ass in Vegas! Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. Welcome to Las Vegas. Movies are a heightened sense of reality. Mix that medium with Vegas, and even bad movies are somehow made better. Because at least it's in Vegas. 360 Vegas POV, or Vegas Point of View, is our opportunity to look beyond the narrative of a film and see the filmmaker's vision for the city of Las Vegas. In this installment, we continue our analysis of Martin Scorsese's movie, Casino, by analyzing Ace and Ginger's wedding, when Nikki gets put in the black book, the location listed as back home, and when Ace catches Ginger with her former boyfriend. While we do that, we'll compare the film's version of Vegas to the one that actually existed at the time, as well as today. But before we do that, Let's re-establish the rules. We want to see how close the movie storyline matches what really happened. We'll start by assuming both are exactly the same and analyze the movie to either confirm this or establish that they're different. As we encounter moments that conflict with the chronological events, we'll acknowledge them, then remove them from the equation so we can move on connecting the moments in time that still match up. We'll continue doing this until we're finally shown something that breaks the last connection we have to the continuity of the real events. Regarding the landscape, we will allow it to help us progress in the timeline, but not to establish a break in it. Conflicts will simply be documented differences between the movie landscape and the real one. That being said, one rule we will make is you can only reconfigure properties, either in location or in its evolution. The moment something can't simply be reconfigured to explain what you're seeing, the game is over that includes making changes to the infrastructure, i.e. things like roads and landmarks exist exactly where they are or were in Las Vegas until something is shown to force us to relocate them. So if we're driving along the strip and after the flamingo we see the golden nugget, then that's where the golden nugget exists in the film's version of Las Vegas. It doesn't become a problem until we see the golden nugget shown again but located in a different geographical location. Now let's discuss Ace and Ginger's wedding. At this point in the movie, 41 minutes and 47 seconds, we see Ace and Ginger at their wedding reception. We've already established that this doesn't match up with history because Lefty and Jerry were married in 1969. While we don't know exactly when the wedding is taking place in the film, we know it's at least after July of 1972 because that's the date that was established when we saw Circus Circus Casino Hotel Tower after Ace at his age before asking Ginger to marry him during the penthouse scene at night. So since we can't use what is happening to establish a connection between Ace and Lefty's timeline, all we can do is analyze the scene and the surrounding landscape to see if it helps tell the story or progress the timeline. It doesn't take long to get your first hint that the scene is set in the Riviera. At 42 minutes, you start to see the Riviera signage behind the couple at the head table. However, we've already seen that Scorsese will relocate landmarks to improve a scene. So the question is, is this really the Riviera? And if so, where at the property? To do that, the first thing we have to establish is, does the Riviera really have a sign like this? And if it does, where is it located? Most of Riviera's signage is placed in the middle of other lighting elements, usually somewhat noisy, but here, it's just letters spelling out the name in red. We know the Riviera did have signage like this. In fact, it had two, both located on top of the Monte Carlo tower, one facing south and the other facing west. Since the one facing west, or facing the strip, has no hotel towers around it, we know it can't be this one. However, the one facing south has a sight line that would match up perfectly with the northwest corner of the Monaco tower at Riviera. This is the same tower where the scenes in Ace's penthouse are filmed, on the opposite corner of where the wedding reception is being filmed, in the southeast corner. At 42 minutes and seven seconds, Scorsese helps to reaffirm we're at the Riviera when he does a painting shot of the entire ballroom. Here, we get to see the orchestra stands with the Riviera R on them, but that honestly doesn't confirm anything. That could just be part of the set to establish the location as Riviera. What happens at 42 minutes and 9 seconds is what gives us the next piece of information to continue. We hope you've enjoyed this premium content preview. For access to the rest of this episode, as well as all the premium content we offer, go to patreon.com slash 360vegas. A monthly subscription will give you access to the enhanced version of the podcast, often with bonus content, Exclusive podcasts like 360 Vintage Vegas, 360 Origins, 360 Vegas Movies, insider information on all things 360 Vegas, 360 Vegas Vacation, and early access to everything. To subscribe, simply go to patreon.com slash 360 Vegas. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Or you can find a link to Patreon on our blog, 360VegasPodcast.com.